Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. the end of the year uh, <laughs> we made it feels very anticlimactic um because we're nowhere near done with the well i don't know i do feel like we're closer to being done uh with the pandemic uh rather than the other way around i don't know um what i am here to say is uh you've got an episode you've got an episode this is the last episode of the year uh, I am taking a two-week break because uh, we need breaks because at the end of the day, we are not our productivity. We are just whoever the fuck we are. Yeah, self-care when you can. So we will be back early January, uh, early to mid-January. I don't even really know the date. And it's fine. It's probably like January 8th or something or January 9th. I don't care. I do care, but I don't think y'all are like in a like bookmark it right now or like, you know, put a little reminder in your Apple calendar. So like why? Who cares? I am very excited for this episode. I am always excited for all of my episodes, but this is probably the closest to an ox sex episode uh, before the pandemic. Uh, Obviously, COVID comes up. It's a part of our lives now, but it's. We talk about sex and we talk about dating and awkwardness and all that stuff. Um, my guest today is, oh my God, I just like, I'm so sorry. I just like choked on my own spit. Um, <laughs> can never not, I can't not leave 2020 without being awkward somehow. But today I have Jenny Gorlick. Uh, you may have heard of her. You may not have. She's an amazing, insatiable, hilarious comedian. And she also has a great podcast that if you love Awkward Sex in the City, you are going to love her podcast. It's called Receipts, the dating podcast with evidence. Uh, I've listened to a few episodes. I love it. I don't like to, you know, go too much into like spoilers. But again, if you like Awkward Sex, you're going to like Receipts check it out receipts with jenny gorlett and we talk again like i said sex dating all that shit uh she gets ghosted in the city of angels um i truly was like mouth open the whole time um hindsight is 2020 in a lot of ways i hope you enjoy i hope you have a good two weeks coming up i hope you like subscribe and download to receipts with jenny gorlick and i hope you love this episode um happy all the holidays marry everything um please go masturbate before during or after listening to this pod and uh i will see you on the other side of this podcast and i will wish you a happy new year at the end of this podcast So first off, though, I would love to ask what made you think of receipts for a podcast? Well, 
you know how you have conversations with your friends where you're like, he texted me this. What do I say back? Or mm-hmm. you're like, can you believe that this person said this to me? That kind of you show the screenshot and you put it in the group thread conversation. I was like, that's we should just do that as a podcast <laughs> because we all because we're all doing that. Like we're all having conversations with our friends that are that are specifically about what someone wrote to you over text or DM or like email. And the podcast is just taking those and then getting to the bottom of what they meant (laughs) and like how you should respond. And also sometimes we look at receipts from the past and just talking about how could this possibly have happened or what got us to this point (laughs) with this receipt. So it's been a lot of fun and people share Mostly dating related things, but also we've seen some weird receipts from family members and from roommates and across runs the whole gamut. Oh my God. What's the weirdest receipt you've gotten like dating wise or like hookup wise? Yeah. You personally. I, well, I actually, (laughs) I've gotten so many weird ones. Like now, now people on Hinge will ask me about the podcast right away and ask if their message is going to make it onto the podcast, which is just very funny. Yes. So I love actually that they've already Googled me and that they're doing their homework. That's important. So I love that. But Uh ultimately, no, it's probably not going to make it onto the podcast (laughs) unless you're actually interesting. Like, yeah, we have to have an actual date first before we talk about it. But I think it's funny that I now have a reputation with strangers on Hinge who are like, oh, if I message you, are you going to talk about this? Am I going to be famous? Like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Calm down. That's like um, Lane Moore's show. Do you know Lane Moore's like, live yeah. show? That happens mm-hmm. all the time to her. Oh, that's so funny. What? I, fuck. What is it called? Why am I forgetting the title of her show? Uh, Tinder Live, right? Tinder, yep. It's Tinder Live. That's it. Yeah. Which is so funny. And she's a genius. Yeah. Um, but actually my worst one, I don't know if you want to get fully into a story right now, but I, I have, yes. I'm like, yes, let's do it. (laughs) Okay. Yes. My worst one. And I have to give you some setup for this. So we know why it's so bad. Okay. Totally. Okay. So last August I went to LA to stay for a month because I was having that thing that every comedian has at some point in their life where they're like, should I go West? Like, would my career be better? Would I be happy? Would I be successful if I was in Los Angeles, the city of dreams? So (laughs) I go to LA, (laughs) like, will everything change if I'm just not in New York city anymore? So I go in August just to see, to feel it out. And I'm living in this beautiful guest room in this gorgeous, like expensive part of LA, like Hills moment with my friend's mom who was the jazz singer. So I'm staying with her and her quirky little glamour dogs <laughs> like <laughs> without any way of getting around. So I don't have a car. Um, I'm also a bad driver because I learned how to drive in New Jersey. So oh. you should absolutely keep me off the roads. Don't let me on, don't let me out there. I will harm myself and others. So I'm not really driving. I'm really just at the whim of whatever Uber I can get in LA. And I'm kind of of lonely. Like I've make I'm making friends. I'm starting to meet people who are also performers in LA. I have some friends who are already there. But I spend a lot of time during the day just kind of by myself with the dogs. 
by the pool, <laughs> which is like, of course, yes, like glamour, like divorcee status, like beautiful. Maybe but, that would be a lifestyle I'd love to live at 40. But very isolating when you're like trying something new. Yes, when I'm in a new place. So of course that brings me to the dating apps, obviously. Just there for a month, but I'm like, we'll see what's out there. Maybe it would be nice to have a boo for August, my LA boo. And I was lucky enough to have an invitation to Raya. So Raya is the invite-only celebrity dating app. The one with like, yes. So it's really not all the hype because you're swiping and it's basically just like DJ, DJ, (laughs) photographer, DJ, Pete Davidson. And that's it. That's like, that's the whole app. That's the entire thing. So, I, so wait, I've never heard of this. I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but so this is a oh man. it's invite only, invite only, exclusive celebrities dating app. So how and do you get an invite? That you can send a friend pass, but then they so when people on the app have to vouch for you and they send you a friend pass, but then the powers that be that run the app decide whether you can be on it or not. So oh, you okay. have to apply and then they either confirm or deny. Okay. So I I made it in there. Very blessed. Thank you so much to the Raya gods <laughs> for including me. But it's really just, it's a lot of people who are in creative fields. So there are celebrities. Like I've seen Pete Davidson. I've seen Trevor Noah. I've seen um, the the gay brother on Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, yeah. The hot one. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the um, Tyrell. I saw him. Um, and I was looking for John Mayer the whole time I was in LA and never found him. But I know he's out there. So I was, just, <laughs> I was like, maybe it'll be John this time. But it's mostly people who are like in entertainment in some way or photographers, DJs, like restaurant owners. So not really the like finance doctor lawyer type of thing, which you find a lot of on Hinge, I'm finding. Mm -hmm. But on Raya, it's like, if you want someone who like runs an art gallery. This is where you go. Yeah, this is where you go. He's on Raya. So I'm on Raya just matching with so many freaking actors being like, "Eh, I don't know if this is for me. And then I match with this one guy who – He's tall. He is a manager. So I think that's very cool. Mm-hmm. Like we have a lot in common because I'm an actor comedian. He's a manager, you know, like we could do the business together. Yeah. Yeah, totally. A lot of overlap. Love that. And he's he's hot in kind of a goofy way and Jewish, which I love because I'm also Jewish. So there's something about a nice Jewish boy that always is <laughs> – Bless <laughs> your he, heart. Yeah. It, it really does make my heart sing in a way. I'm like, oh. There he is. <laughs> Rosh Hashanah. Um, <laughs> so I match with this guy and he asked me out on a date and we go to a wine bar and it's a really fun first date. So we have like a couple of glasses of, I think, rosé. Both of us are having rosé. And like Nathan Fielder is there just like casually because it's LA. So <laughs> you're going to oh. spot someone. And like, we're really hitting it off and having a really nice time. And I'm like super excited about it. And he is like, oh, we should keep hanging out. Do you want to go dancing? And I'm like, yes, of course I want to go dancing. I've never had a first date that's like, yeah, let's go. Like, we're going to go out now. So we go to a different bar where it's like, we're grinding. I'm literally like grinding with this man. (laughs) It's really fun. I like miss the thrill of grinding. All of my best grinding days were in middle school. 
So to yeah. as an adult is amazing, very exciting. And he's very tall, so it's true. And I'm short. I'm five two, so it's like he's over six foot. So it is a commitment for him to be grinding with me to get down right? that level. I'm also yeah. five two. Yeah, they have to. The knees have to bend. The knees really have to bend. So he's like potentially giving himself knee problems for me. So <laughs> for you. I love that for me. He really likes me. So at that bar, he's like, well do you want to come over? And usually I would not be interested. I'd be like, no, I don't really, I don't really like to have sex on the first date usually. Um, but this time again, I'm in LA. I haven't been seeing anyone romantically for a while. I'm pretty lonely and like, we've just been grinding. So I'm like, (laughs) absolutely. Yes. (laughs) Grinding does make me so horny. Right? Grinding yeah. is pretty horny. I was like, we have to see this through. We've started, but we have to continue. Like there, there's more to go here. Um, so I go over to his apartment and it's like really nice apartment. I really like it. Um and have sex, of course. And that's also fun. And then I realize after we have sex that he has a tattoo on his ass. Oh my god. That, yes, that says sorry mom oh my god (laughs) oh my god i hate it so much i know i know i'm like what is this and like i think his parents are maybe more religious than like it's actually kind of a joke about like jewish parents hate tattoos it's not it's not a sin, right? Because I don't think there's not sins in Jewish. There aren't any sins, but it's it's bad. It's like yeah, it's frowned upon in Judaism. Like he wouldn't be able to be buried in a mm. Jewish cemetery. No tattoos. So I don't know. And I guess he got it with a group of friends, which just feels like kind of douchey to me. But like, all right, go off, boys. You're I don't understand you. Um, and like ultimately, that could have been a clue. Like, this man has sorry mom tattooed on his ass. He's, like, literally apologizing to his mother in tattoo form. Should have been a clue to me. But I leave his apartment, and I'm like, oh, my God, I met the man of my dreams. Like, I did it. <laughs> like, here he is. <laughs> my, LA, my LA boo. Like, I found him. Oh We're going to live a month in, like, dream world. And uh, I'm like really, like really excited about him. Tell my LA friends that like, oh my God, I had such a good date off of Raya. It's unbelievable. Like so excited. We're going to go on a, we're going to go on a second date. So we're texting and he's like kind of hard to text during the day because he's busy, he says, which like he's a manager. So I get it. I bet he's just doing like a lot of emails all day. So mm-hmm. fine. But we set a, we set a date for a sec- like a second date. We make a plan. And he suggests that we go get dinner, which okay. I love. Perfect. Perfect second yeah. date. Um, and he recommends the Eat Pray Love restaurant. So it's not it's not the real one because that one is in Florence, but I was it's gonna say, franchise. Yeah. It's the new Hollywood franchise of the Eat Pray Love restaurant. So Ooh. it's the one that like Julia Roberts is like, I'm in love with my pizza. It's uh, that restaurant. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah. say that he loves this movie, I'm going to be no. mad. Okay, okay. No, it's not a movie. It just – it was getting good reviews. So the restaurant is new in Hollywood and it's getting reviews. They're so like, oh, my God, look how amazing. Like, the Eat, Pray, Love restaurant is here. <laughs> it's come to us. And we can also 
like have a romantic relationship with our pizza. So I think it's funny and like cute. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I want to get amazing pizza with you. So we set a date and we say we're going to meet at 7.30. And after my class, like I'm taking, I'm doing a lot of like casting director workshops while I'm in LA. So it's kind of pay to play. You pay, you meet a casting director, you hope and pray that they like you and that they're not just doing it because they need the check. But Mm -hmm. like you never, you don't know. So I was doing one of those and we planned to meet immediately after. And it was kind of in the same neighborhood because again, I don't have a car. So once I'm, once I'm there, I'm there. I can't. It'd be a lot of Ubers for me to go from the class to somewhere else. So it's like a walkable distance from my class. So we make that plan. I do my acting class. I, I remember the casting director was like totally fine. I have never heard from him again though. So we don't know in this case. (laughs) That always happens. We have no idea if he literally just needed that cash money. And that's okay. We all got to hustle. So I then walk to the restaurant and I text him that I'm walking to the restaurant and don't hear from him. Oh my God. This is not where I thought the receipts would be coming. <laughs> oh my I God. Know. I'm getting so anxious. <laughs> I know. It's turns it's it's a thriller now. It turns into a thriller story. <laughs> oh. Like opening, I'm opening the text now so that I can actually read them to you. I need to remember what his last name is. I don't know. So I text him as I walking. I'm walking. I don't hear from him. I'm not really that worried about it because I'm like, he's probably working, like still working. He works late. Mm-hmm. So I get to the restaurant. I tell the hostess that I'm going to need a table for two eventually, but until my date gets here, I'm happy to sit at the bar. I sit at the bar. The bartender makes me a cocktail. He's really nice. We're talking. I'm like, oh, I have a second date tonight, yada, yada. And also I'm wearing like something that I would wear to my acting class, not a date outfit. So I do go into the bathroom and change. Like mm-hmm. I literally change at the Eat, Pray, Love restaurant. <laughs> like I'm really, I'm pumped. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm like, I need to put on a hot top for my second date with this guy. And then I go back to the bar and like, I hang out with the bartender and uh, Matt has texted me at some point when I first get to the bar saying, like, okay, I'm work I'm working late, so um I'll tell you when I'll tell you when I leave. And I'm like, no worries. So just kind of waiting. And then at 8 15 PM, Matt texts texts me and says, I'm I'm leaving. I'm like finally done with work. I'm like, great, amazing. So at this point, I've been there for 45 minutes because I got there at 730 when I when we said we were gonna meet. Uh-huh. And then at 8.30, 15 minutes later, Matt texts me, would you be mad if I went home, smoked a lot of weed, and passed out? No. Yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. be fucking mad. The answer, yeah. The answer is yes, I'd absolutely be mad. I'm like already at the bar. I have a cocktail. I told you when I was walking over, it's a second date. Like I got really excited about this and I've just kind of been waiting for you. So yes, absolutely. I'm going to be like so freaking pissed off, but I don't tell him that because I'm like, oh, I'm being chill. It's a second date. I'm being chill. I'm being cool. So I'm just like, yeah, I'll be a little mad. I'm here. Mm -hmm. And then he texts me back. What? You're there? It's like, dude. 
I told you when I was walking there, I told you, no rush. I have a cocktail. Where did you think I was getting the cocktail from? It's yeah. not where I said we were going to be meeting. Like, I don't know if he's playing dumb right now or if he just was not paying attention at all. Uh-huh. Also, I don't have a car. Like, where does he think I'm going in between class and our date? Like, I can't, it's not like I can go home and wait for him to be done and then come back. Like, everything in LA is so far away from each other. Home yeah. is like a 30-minute drive. Can't yeah. do that. Everything's so spaced out. Oh, God. Yeah. LA is not like New York. You don't just hop on the subway. Like, everything is miles away from each other. And famous about LA, there's traffic. Famous. <laughs> known for. Famously <laughs> known, known for. <laughs> famous known for. Well-established. LA has a lot of traffic. So then he texts me, oh, no, I feel so bad. And I'm just like, okay, well, are you texting and driving to meet me right now? Or are you like, what? Like, what's the deal? And at this point, I'm sobbing. Like, at this point, I'm, like, fully crying. Oh, no. like, it's it's an hour from when we were supposed to meet, maybe more than an hour at this point. I told the hostess and the bartender that I was going to be on a date. I changed in the bathroom for you. And we have had sex. We've had sex. Like, you owe me something. Mm-hmm. So I'm sobbing and the bartender is like, oh no. (laughs) And the owner is there. So the owner comes over and he's very Italian. Like he's actually like an Italian man. And and he's like, are you okay? But again, in like a thick Italian accent. And I'm like, kind of, no, I'm not. And like, I'm being stood up like this man that I was really excited about, like, wants to go home and smoke weed instead of seeing me. <laughs> and he's like, he's like very, the, the owner is like very heartbroken for me. He's oh, like, that's so sweet. It's so sweet. He's like, a pretty girl shouldn't be crying alone at the bar. And I'm like, I agree. <laughs> like, <laughs> you couldn't be more right, sir. Yes. Um, so he like brings, he sends me a donut from the kitchen, which is very nice. Like, thank you. I did need a donut in this moment. And like, now we're just kind of waiting. So the bartender, the owner and I are all like, well. Everyone's like invested. <laughs> we're all invested. <laughs> we're like, is he coming or no? <laughs> like, cause if he's coming, I'm going to run into the bathroom again and I'm going to just wipe off my face. I'll fix my mouth and I will come right back out and let's do it. And I'm like, okay, I need to just tell him how I really feel because I've been very casual. So I text him back. I was trying to be nice, but I am mad and my feelings are hurt. And like the owner and the bartender and I are all just kind of like waiting. Oh my God. And then he ghosts us. He ghosts us all. Well, once he said, I feel so bad, I was like, oh, he's not coming. He's not coming. He's not coming. There's no way. He's like, no, he's going to go smoke weed. So it was truly devastating in that moment. And the only thing I can say about this is just like, Matt, if you're listening, fuck you. (laughs) And (laughs) I hope you got sorry, Jenny tattooed on your other ass cheek. Oh my God. I deserve a sorry Jenny tattoo. I know. What a fucking boy. 
Yeah, I was wondering, I was like, maybe he got sorry mom because somehow he like ghosted his mom or did something shitty to his mom. Like, it's not the tattoo. He just did something shitty. Yeah, I just did something bad. And he's like, I just want you to know that I'm really sorry. No, he did that as a joke. But th- I'm serious about this. It's the only way I'll forgive him. And so you, you never heard from him again. I like, never ever. heard from him again, ever again. Did you ever text him after that? No, uh. I didn't. Because it just... I don't think there's any coming back from that. Oh, no. I would have been, like, eviscerated by this, like, experience. But I feel like the bitch in me would try to make him not forget. Like, I wouldn't want to get back with him, but I just want to – I would want to be something haunting him. Right. Like, never forget me. Yeah. You did this to me. I know. Well, at this point, it was just like, I want to forget this ever happened because this was very (laughs) – just was just so disappointing. So, and ultimately I am fine. We're all, everything is fine and we're fine, but I really, and I use it now for stand up and storytelling. So that's great. Like, thank you for the material and content, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, oh, he should have offered to manage me or something. <laughs> he could have just been my manager at this point. I'm, I'm picturing him now as um, Ari from Entourage. Entourage. Yeah. He's like kind of too like goofy to be that. Mm, okay. Because mm-hmm. he's like kind of skinny tall like noodle. Mm, so he almost looks like Adrian. Uh, he almost – yeah. He almost looks like him but not as hot. But not as hot. Yeah, he is so hot. He's really hot. Just <laughs> it'd be hard to be as hot as him. So – but not as hot. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, did that ruin your like LA trip? No. Okay, I, good. I made a lot of great friends. I did a big show at the end of it, which was super fun. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So I had a great time in LA, but it did kind of make dating in LA not sound that much fun to me. Like I, I kind of stopped looking at mm. that point. I wasn't swiping on Raya anymore. I was like, eh, I need to just put this thing away. This thing's cur- Raya's cursed. I can't look at it. I have no experience. I've never been to LA, but I've heard it's harder to date in LA than it is to date in New York. In New York, it is very hard to date. Yeah. So I can't even imagine – I can't even imagine something harder, no, but I, I can like get it. I can totally see it. I have no idea. I really can't. I'm not an expert in this, so I don't know whether it's harder to date in New York or LA, but I feel like it's probably harder to date in both places than it is in Wisconsin or Illinois. Where um where are you from? New like, Jersey. New Jersey. Okay. I I'm from Virginia and every time I'm not single anymore, but when I was and when I went to Stafford and I would get on, I think I got on Tinder. I never got swiped. Like never? Never. What? It, and I'd always be shocked, but it'd be like, well, half these people I went to high school with and it's okay. like Stafford's also very Oof. like hick. Uh it's very like people have like southern accents there, and I was like, "Oh, I'm just not. I am not You're their too clientele." City girl. Mm-hmm. Too city girl for them. But yeah. what if you went to a bigger city in the same state? Oh yeah, that made a difference. Yeah, if I went to like DC or Richmond, I think that would have made a difference. Yeah, I bet you would have gotten so many swipes in DC or Richmond. Fingers crossed. I'm not <laughs> that you need it right now. I know, You're right? Fine. <laughs> You're absolutely fine. But I, I would think that you would have gotten a lot of swipes there. But I think it must. I just hear that it's there, especially in a place where there's a higher population of men, it's easier to be mm, a cute, mm-hmm. fun girl in that city. In that situation. You know? Totally. Yeah. Versus in New York City and Los Angeles, I actually think there are more women to men, but I'm not, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I, think there's I think you're right though. I think you're right. I think there was a higher proportion of women to men in both places. And I think that can be a problem. And also I think it can be a problem that the attitude in a city like New York or LA is that you came here to pursue your dreams and you're kind of like, I'm going to be career focused. And also I don't want to settle for anything. Like I'm not going to stop until I achieve what I came here for, what I'm looking for. So I think you can have kind of this attitude of like, Maybe there's someone else out there who's better. Like maybe like I always am looking for the next thing rather mm-hmm. than being happy with what you have. Or like not really wanting to commit because you're like, well, I'm still kind of I'm still kind of looking. We don't know. And then at a certain point, you're 30 and you're like, uh oh. I was I was just kind of like looking at all these fish and being like, well, 
I don't know if this, this is a good fish, but there might be a better <laughs> fish. And then just throwing those fish back into the ocean and being like, well, if I see you again, if I catch you again, I catch you again, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Well, you're right. You're so right though. It's like it, the right fish for a creative has to be someone that understands the needs of a career like that. And it's really, yeah. really, really hard. And I feel like very rare to find within the same like uh, medium, like like yeah. comedy or acting and stuff. So I don't – I wouldn't put that much pressure on yourself. Like I'm – 30s of, are the new 20s, man. 30s are the new 20s. And ultimately, I just turned 29. So I'm not quite there <laughs> yet. But <laughs> you're a baby. I say that as, I, at 32. I'm not okay. Yeah, me. <laughs> I'm a sweet little baby. I'm the baby. But yeah, I think once – 29, though, does feel like 30 to me. Now that I'm 29, I'm like, I'm 30. Yeah, no, you're right. When I was 29, I was like, oh, here, it's it's here. It's here. It's come. Because I had a lot of – I had a lot of friends have, like, really bad breakdowns when they turn 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, oh, no. And then you do. you Like, it is, like, a weird, like, almost, like, culture shock of, like, especially when you're creative and you're like, oh, I have achieved nothing that I right. wanted. <laughs> You're like, oh, all the lists are coming out. And again, I'm not on the list. (laughs) Like the 30 under 30, the like best comedian. Like, oh, I'm not on the list this year. (laughs) Um, But it's, I'm actually, I like being 29. I think I'm a smarter, stronger, more creative and more confident person than I was at 22, 23, also 25. I think a lot of big shifts happened at 25. And then I think a lot of big shifts happened again at 27. And now I feel it happening again at 29. I was just going to say 27. It was a really big year. It was a very like intense shift year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you're so right. Like at 20, I was say 22. No, I was 23 when I moved to the city and I was a dumb fucking baby. Yeah. I was like a dumb so drunk dumb. baby. I was so dumb. <laughs> All I did in terms of dating in my like early 20s was like get obsessed with someone who was not interested in me and then cry about them all day. And like what I love about this, and I've actually never revealed this, but I had a huge crush on a guy in my improv class. Mm-hmm. So not even on my team. And we're talking like improv 201. Like we're all terrors <laughs> at this point. We're not funny. We're not. We have no idea what we're doing. No one should be attractive in this moment. But I have like a huge crush on this like dark-haired, bearded, like kind of moody guy in my improv class. And now he's the host of a popular podcast. Oh, my God. And I cried about him all the time at our like um, – we had like, we went to drinks. We went to a bar for our, like our class show, our last class show. And again, like our last class show was a disaster. It was an unmitigated disaster. Like no family member should have been tortured into seeing that, but we did it. We did it anyway. And so we went to bars after a bar afterwards. And I was like trying to shoot my shot with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, so class is over. Like maybe we should, you know, hang out outside of class, whatever slash I might have even at this point, because again, I'm 22, 23 and drunk, was like, I like you, probably. And he just was not down. He was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Probably not. I'm like, okay. Oh, no. Well, he (laughs) He was was nicer than that, but he was, he gave me like a soft, like, "Mm, I don't think so. Even though I thought we had been flirting all of the improv class, but just like, yes, anding feels like flirting. Mm -hmm. And that is toxic. That is toxic about improv. Oh, totally. Uh, yeah. 
And so I remember crying about it. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, I could listen to him every single morning if I wanted to. Oh, my God. What, he could give me the news. Um, I – my first year in the city, I had fallen in love with a guy that I went to high school with. Oh, no. So we did a long distance. I mean, we never were, like, dating, but we did this, like, long distance, like, text sexual thing. And he lived – he was living in Kansas at the time. Oh, no. So there was a point in my first year in the city, New York City, came here to, like, live my fucking dreams where I was like, oh, I can totally pursue comedy in Kansas. No! Um, I know, I know. And then I, like – he could never afford to, like – fly to new york mm -hmm. which like you should fly to new york because it's just it's new york city right so, you gotta visit yeah you're not what are you gonna do if you visit kansas oh well that's what i did is i visited no! kansas <laughs> and we had very not good sex it, because we both like did not know each other's bodies or our own bodies right. yet and we were just long distance messaging mm -hmm. and he like I was like, okay, like, I want to do, like, a long-distance relationship. I was like, I want to name this. And he, like, <laughs> broke it off within, like, 24 hours after I had gotten back to New York. Oh, no. <laughs> so my second year is me just crying over this man for, in like, Kansas. a full year. In Kansas. In Kansas. Like, no. <laughs> so bad. 23-year-olds are so stupid. They're so dumb. We're so, so emotional. Dumb. And again, I'm not a scientist. But like, <laughs> they're just dumb. We're just dumb. They're just so dumb. I know. Oh, that's devastating, though. It's really hard to be super into someone who doesn't have the same level of feelings as you. That's yeah. the worst. To just be like to have more feelings for someone than they do for you. Totally. And it's just and, like, you know you're cool and like you know you're yeah. you'd be, like a great addition to like their scenario. Oh my God. There is nothing but good things you'd be bringing to his life. His life cannot be that exciting <laughs> without like he's in New York living your dreams, crushing the city girlfriend. Like what is I don't know. I wish him the best. I wish him a lot of best. Uh, me too. I wish him. He's married. He's got a baby now. Yes, okay. I have stalked. I have definitely stalked. It's totally fine. Of course. You have to. You. It's really important, especially uh, now during a pandemic, to stalk everyone you ever had a crush on, especially in high school. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's really important to do that. That's How just research. You just need to know. <laughs> uh, That's just scientific research you need to know what's out there speaking of quarantine how yeah. are you handling the dating situation so i had a boyfriend who was so sweet and wonderful and we dated for a year through pandemic so we started dating each other in september of last year right oh. after we right after i came back from la we were set up which was really nice yeah oh. so his older brother is best friends with my best friend from high school. So I met the brother and fiance and his fiance at the wedding of my best friend from high school. And like, we had so much Aww. fun at the wedding and they were like, Oh my God, how's dating? Are you single? And like, they're based out of, they were based out of Chicago at the time. Cause they were all in business school together. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, dating sucks. <laughs> I just was, I just was abandoned and ghosted and stood up <laughs> by a manager in LA. I hate everyone. And they were like, oh, we know someone who's really wonderful and single in New York. And it was younger brother. So we started going on dates in September and it was really cute and nice. And we, he was kind of my 
first, like, I'm your boyfriend. Like, there are people that I've oh, yeah. dated. There are people that I've dated who, you know, if we're going to look at, if we're going to do the math of, like, how much time we spent together and, like, whether we were seeing anyone else, like, how much we were texting and, like, calling and, like, sleeping over, 100%, like, was my boyfriend, but never wanted to label it or say that they were, which means that they were not. So it's like for all intents and purposes, like was my boyfriend, but ultimately not my boyfriend. I had so many relationships like that. He's kind of the first person who was like, oh no, I'm like, I want to be your boyfriend, which is really nice. And yeah. And so we dated and like the pandemic happened in March and we ended up leaving together to go to Michigan to stay with one of his friend's families and we were only going to go for like two weeks and ended up living there for three months. Which oh, is damn. Wild. Yeah. I know. So at a certain point it was like, I can't be in Michigan anymore because <laughs> we were living with like his friends and his friend's single father and they're lovely. And I'm so thankful that they were like so gracious and made room for us, but also it was a frat house. So yeah, so many people. at a certain point I was it was a lot of people and we played so many drinking games and it was really fun. But then after two months of that, I was like, I kind of need space. Like this doesn't really feel like my home. And also the world is a mess right now. Mm -hmm. I like, I need somewhere to mourn this and feel comfortable. And so we went to Arizona where he's from and I stayed with his family and that was lovely. I love his family. They're amazing. Only have the best things to say about him. He has, he has the best family of all time. And I then came back to New York a little earlier because film was starting up here. So I wanted to be here to audition. And then he stayed for a month longer and then he came back and like, it wasn't really the same during that month where we were long distance. And then I could kind of feel him not being as interested in me. And then I became kind of a a worse girlfriend because of that. Like I was being kind of like super sad. I, I've been sad in general because of the pandemic as many mm-hmm. of us are. And then I was becoming like very clingy and needing like a lot of reassurance and affection, which like I deserve. Ultimately. Yeah, that's like, totally all fair. deserve that. But I was like, it became a spiral of me like wanting more and him really not being able to give it and also kind of pulling away. And then it wasn't really fun for us in the last month that we were dating and he ended up um, breaking up with me. And it's now been two months since then. And I feel like it was the right thing for us. Like we, I really did love dating him and loved him. And like, we had a really wonderful time together for the year that we were together. And I so needed him during the pandemic. Like, I think we really took care of each other Mm -hmm. as things were starting to shut down. And then it just kind of got too hard. And I think if it's difficult when things are hard, that's maybe not the right person for you because you need to be able to kind of work through when it's hard and like want to want to work through when it's hard. So yeah. So we, I was really upset of course, when we first broke up, but now I'm kind of in a place where I'm like, I think it was the right thing for us. And of course I'm lonely and want to be with someone. And of course I miss his family so much, but they have, it's not like they've cut me out of their lives. Like his Uh mom is still kind of in touch. His brother's fiance and I are very close friends because we live together for the month in Arizona. So like, we're still friends. She came to my zoom birthday party. Like, Oh my God. That's so sweet. Yeah. So sweet. So I 
And I think that we'll be friends eventually. And I would love to be friends eventually. I just think right now it's a little, it's a little too soon. It would be messy if we were, cause it hasn't been enough time, but I have no hard feelings about our breakup, which is really nice. I feel like very much like Ariana Grande. Thank you next. And this is 29. Like that's, this is what 29 is. That was 29. No, because any breakup I've ever had, like <laughs> romantic friendship, I'm like, you're out of my life. You're dead to me. <laughs> black, 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 black. And like, I don't even think I could be at a point right now where I could be like, I, one day we can be friends. I'd be like, yeah. no, fuck you. Like you're yeah, out. Like, fuck you forever. You hurt me and we're done. But no, I mean, I really, I, I don't think this has been the case for most of my relationships or things that have happened in the past for like, but I, I really think, yeah, maybe I'm maturing. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm getting older. Maybe I'm a better person, but I really, yeah, I, that, so that happened and that was really hard. And like now I am dating again in full force. Like I would love to be cuffed up for cuffing season. I would love that. Like, I really don't think it's passed me by. I think there's still a chance. So I'm on totally right. So I'm on the dating apps again. And now I'm just like zoom dating up a storm. Cause I don't, (laughs) I don't want to do a first date in person because it feels too, it just feels too risky. Especially if like first dates are usually awkward and bad anyway. So I just want to guarantee that it'll be like, or at least have like a 50 to 70% chance that I will have fun on this date if I'm going to be outside and be freezing cold. Oh yeah. And like, you want to know that like, for the most part, you most likely won't get COVID on this like awkward first date. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I've been doing that. So I've just been like zooming people, just like putting on a cute outfit and getting a glass of wine and being like, okay, you're invited to my meeting. Here's my invite. (laughs) I love this. And I've known like, I know like a lot, excuse me. I know like a lot of success stories too. Of like pandemic dating. Yeah. I believe it. Well, I think people are interested in kind of a, a serious, meaningful relationship right now Mm -hmm. because it's, it's very hard to be like fun and flirty and casual. It's really hard to do that. It's like not good for your, it's not safe for your health potentially. So absolutely. It cuts a lot of the bullshit out of just yeah. like this is what I want, this is what I need, X, Y, and Z. And like it just really gets gets to like the crux of like what you would need to move forward. And then people are like, yes or no, because they need the same exact thing uh in different ways. Yeah. So I found that, but I've been I found for the Zoom dates I've gone on so far that I haven't really connected with the person. Mm. Okay. And they've wanted to hang out with me again. I've been like, <laughs> like no, but no. I can talk like I can talk for an hour to a spoon. Like because we had fun for an hour doesn't mean that it was a like a good date for me. It just means that like I I can do small talk as long as we need to. <laughs> you know, this is a gift uh, and a, a strong suit that I've seen in female comedians too mm-hmm. of just like mm-hmm. oh I can keep a conversation going on forever. forever. Uh, yeah. Sam Ray said it once in the podcast. She was like, have you ever been on a date and they thought it was good, but it was because you were carrying the whole conversation. Yes. Yep. That's it. Yes. That's exactly I'm living what you're that. doing. I'm living that. Absolutely. Sam Reese is so right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like it was a good date because 
I did the work, babe. Mm-hmm. It was a good date because I am a champion of first date. <laughs> it's like you're you are on a date with like a gold me- Olympic gold medalist right now in first dates. So of course it's of course we're gonna stick the landing. <laughs> like of course. What are but, you what are you looking for in a uh, a uh, significant other right now? Well, I would love to find someone who I'm like really excited to see. Like I would love to have like that crush, like butterflies feeling because I haven't felt that in a while. And it's pretty, it's kind of draining to be like, "Mm, I'm not really like having a crush or excited or like fun and flirty with anyone. So I would love some of that energy just to like make me feel like hot and fun again. Cause the pandemic really does make you feel not that hot and fun. It really does make you feel um, kind of cozy and tired. So I just don't, I would love that. But then more than that, I would love to be seeing someone that I can like spend quality time with bundled up at home, like having a good time, like supporting each other, playing board games, like watching movies, doing, you know, winter months activities. And then like, if that grows into we want to be dating each other long term, like that would be lovely. But Aww. also if it's just like we're really good companions until it's spring and we have a vaccine, then like that's maybe what it is. So I would love I would love someone who's like long term, but also if I could find like a really good for now, mm-hmm. I would go for a really good for now. Yeah, I think that's very fair. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no pressure for us to like get married, but like, it would be nice to have someone who's like consistent, agrees with me about COVID safety measures. That's Mm -hmm. so important. It's like, it has to be someone who has the same level of COVID safety as me. Mm -hmm. Like if you're still going to the gyms, probably we shouldn't be dating because I just don't think that's safe right now. And I just, I, I agree. Abs are hot, but is it worth it? Is it worth it? Just do it at home. Come on. Yeah. Do it at home. Uh, Do it at home. Like, I love the penis lines as much as anyone. A little V down. I love this as much as anyone. But, like, worth it right now? Probably not. No. I don't – gym scare me so much in this. Yeah. Gym scared me before. It's so <laughs> gross. And, like, you <laughs> know – gross. You know people are not wiping down even in a pandemic. No. There's no way. No way. No way. They're sweating all over the place. They're sweating and spitting all over the place in the gym. Worst place to be. Ugh. Oh, well, the best place to be if you are COVID. If you're COVID, best place to be. The gym. Best place. The hottest yeah. place. The hottest place for COVID to be. Really, truly thriving, living mm-hmm. her best life at the gym. But everyone else, not good. I am very intrigued because you brought up the vaccine. And I'm very intrigued to see what spring is going to look like. I, I really think we are all going to go like crazy. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. We're going to go crazy. I already know that, though. I know. The second that we are allowed to and that it's safe to, I'm putting on the sexiest clothing that I have that I haven't worn in a long time. I'm putting on all of my like tight fitting sequins, like amazing outfits that I haven't worn because I miss them so much. They're gathering dust in my closet Mm -hmm. and have not seen the light of day. I'm going to wear all those things. I'm going out every single night. I'm I'm drinking. I'm dancing. Um, Am I doing hard drugs? Maybe. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe if it's offered to me, maybe I would. 
<laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm like eating at, I'm eating at restaurants. Oh my God. I would love to just be eating at restaurants and I'm traveling. Oh my God. I'm having like the, you're going to see so many thoughty pictures of me yes. at every beach, every nearby beach. I'm there and I am taking a hot picture. I'm taking a thirst trap and you're going to see it. Um, yeah. And I'm like, and if I'm with someone like that would be really fun. But also if I'm single, you know, that I will be dating up a fucking storm. Oh my God. Yeah. Living I mean, it up. I'm, I am dating someone and I am licking every face that I can. <laughs> I like want to be, I was telling, uh, I was telling people yesterday, I was like, I want to be in friends and lovers. I yes. want to be wearing, like, I have like a American apparel, like V neck. Yes. Uh, and I was like, I want to be flashing everyone. Absolutely. Like, doing cocaine in the bathroom, throwing up on someone or someone yes. throws up on me. And it's like yes. all great. And there's just sweat. I just want sweat all around me. Oh my God. Me. I know. I miss sweat. Yeah. I, also miss, I miss like parties where you like kind of know the people, but you don't know them that well. It's they're not people that you would be like, I'm going to invite you to like get a drink, just the two of us. Like, it's not that kind of thing, but you're like, when I see you at a party, like it's, we're going to, it's fun. We're going to have a good time. I miss those friends. Like those yeah. people that I have no reason to reach out to. Like, I'm not going to text them and just be like, Hey, thinking about you, how are you doing? Except the thing is I am thinking about them and wonder how they're doing. Just like these people who I'm like, I would only see you like maybe two times a month at a mutual friends, like birthday party. Yeah. But how are you? You're a good time. I miss you. Like, um, you should. You should start doing that. I wonder if there's like some cuffing season potential in that. Oh, uh, well, I'm mostly thinking about women. Nah, that's true. That's but true. I'm mostly thinking about platonic friendship women. Okay. I love those girls. How are they? <laughs> I, just, I don't know. Um, if there was any cuffing season potential in those in the guys that I would see, they'd already be in my bed right now. We'd You're be doing this podcast and they'd just be right hanging out right there waiting for me. Oh, my like, God. I would love that. And I would then be like, yes, we are taking a screenshot of this. <laughs> <laughs> they'd just be hanging out, just being like, okay, well, whenever you're done with the podcast, let's go. That's but cool. no, I I don't think there's any potential. I have a rule right now that I'm not going to be dating any comedians or actors. I highly recommend this. Mm -hmm. um, I had a really bad breakup with a comedian and then – I was like, no more comedians. And then for a full year, I just fucked comedians, but I didn't date them. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> here's. Like, I'm actually using you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was like, super, super honest about it. I was like, I just, I just want to hook up. I, I don't see anything going further. I don't want this or that. And every dude was like, fuck yeah. And they all like, they all were like very organic and they came in and out like at great times. There's only overlap like twice, which I'm okay with overlap as long mm -hmm. as like protections being used. Yeah. Um, so I say, yes, do this. Uh, still feel free to fuck comedians, but do not. Do Don't not date, date them. them. Just, yeah. Never think that a comedian is going to be able to love and support for you in the way that you need. Mm -mm. There's just no way. And that's why you like the guy in 201 because Moody looks like intelligence at first and I like, know you're like he's serious he's smart and like honestly he is serious and smart he's he's the co-host of a very popular news podcast mm -hmm. he's a serious and smart hot man would we have been right together yes probably how are you <laughs> no I'm like, I'm looking for someone no. he's in LA right they're in LA yeah I think he's yeah. in LA he's in LA and he has a girlfriend and I love that for him so <laughs> And yes, obviously I've looked that up. Obviously I'm like, how is he? Because we do think about every single crush we've ever had. And we're like, how are they doing? Would they still potentially be someone for me? Like, 
I've been thinking about my high school crush too, who now goes to film school, which is so much cooler than when he was in high school. I mean, like when he was in high school, he was like, he was very hot to me. He was very funny. He did do the like comedy group that we had in high school that was Mm -hmm. all boys and like pretty toxic. So sad. Mm -hmm. I would have loved to have been a part of it, but also was so intimidating. And he was like student body president because he was funny and popular in that way. Oh, that's a lethal combo. So lethal. I had a huge crush on him. I really wanted him to ask me to prom junior year. And I know that he knew because it was a tiny high school. Like there were only a hundred people in my class. The news got, the word got around. Like, Mm -hmm. and I have a big mouth. I, I was a drama kid. I have a big mouth. Everyone knew that I had a huge crush on him. And absolutely was not planning on asking me to prom. Did not. Like that was just kind of a, like the rom high school rom-com version of my life is that he asks me, but we didn't have, we weren't friends or anything. Like, so my best, my best friend who, um, got married and I met, uh, my ex-boyfriend at his wedding, like through his wedding, like he asked me to prom, which was really nice. So I went to prom with him, which was really cute. And actually the, my best prom experience, but I've been thinking about my high school crush recently. And I've just been like, well, what's up? How are you? And he follows me. I don't follow him back, which is just a power move. As I say, that's a power move. That's a power, power move. move. Is he in New York? He goes to Columbia for film school. Mm. Mm. That's yeah, that's some caffeine potential. Truly. But I'm like, I don't know what his vibe is, or if he I'm like, why am I still fixated on this man who again I was devastated about, cried about like story of my life up through Mm, today is that I just <laughs> cry. <laughs> I just like fall in love with a man who doesn't like me back. And then I cry about it all day. He does have potential. I just, I don't know if he at any point, at any point is interested. I mean, we don't know, but I've been thinking about him. I've been like, where, where can I find someone to cuff with? And like hinge feels like the best option, but I have of course been looking back at like past people I've dated, just being like, mm, would I just would I go through this trauma again just because it'd be nice to cuddle? Oh, yeah, that's a good point to like <laughs> resurface that. Because at first I was like, yeah, like you know each other, you know each other's bodies, but depending on like how it ended, yeah, maybe it would. That's be the pro- yeah, that's the problem. Could yeah, be a problem. I wish I had good advice. I mean, honestly, the best. I feel like the best time to figure out cuffing season was during the protest. I know meeting someone at a protest would have been really hot. You have the same values. Oh, fun. But I missed that opportunity. I was quarantined with my boyfriend. So. Right, right. Because you guys so I was totally fine. I was totally fine. Uh, yeah. I wish I had good advice. And I'm like looking at the snow okay. and I'm like, this is not. You I can't know, just like go out in away. the park. Oh, yeah. yeah it's not going no, away. It's not going away. Meeting someone organically in person is not going to happen right now. Mm. Unless I'm meeting them organically in, over Zoom, like <laughs> at a Zoom birthday or something. And I'm like, who's the guy in that square? Oh, we're really hitting <laughs> it off. Well, yeah. Like, like he seems fun. I'm, I have been phone banking for Georgia and I will Google every single person I'm in the Zoom <laughs> with. If they're hot, I'm like, who is this? And who's then this I will person? like go find their Instagram and just be like, what's up? Um. Yeah, because it's very hot to me that you're an activist. And also, I don't know, 
Zoom sometimes makes people look attractive. I know some people are like, oh, I hate how I look on Zoom, but I actually think people look pretty cute. I don't know. I love them. I, I'm always like, everyone looks slightly off. I know what you okay. look like IRL, like something's different. Uh, but I also hate Zoom. Like I just hate okay. it so much. I'm a, I'm open to it, but I think it's because I'm like really not seeing anyone in person really. So I'm like, okay, everyone on Zoom is a gorgeous angel. <laughs> <laughs> That's my loneliness coming out. <laughs> I love that. I know. Okay. Uh, there is one thing I did want to tell you, though, before we end it. Yeah. Uh, um, just because it's awkward sex in the city. And I I think – I so I've been dumped a lot in New York City just because, you know, when you, it happens. And, like, I think probably the most New York moment that I've ever been dumped was I was seeing someone – And I'm not getting ready. <laughs> You're like, what could it be? So I was, like, seeing someone – um, kind of like off and on hooking up. And like, we were spending so much time together that he falls into the category of like a guy that if we, if we add it up, if we add up the hours, how much we're texting, how much we're sleeping over, like, this is my boyfriend, but refused to commit and would not say that he was my boyfriend. Also was fully texting his ex-girlfriend who lived in LA the entire time. And I was like, I was, again, trying to be chill about it and was just like, yeah, of course you can be friends with your ex. But, like, they were, like, still leaving the door open for each other. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. That's what was happening. He was like, we – I was seeing him, but, like, it was always kind of about her. I was just kind of, like, someone to hang out with in New York in the meantime. So, fine. But, of course, I'm obsessed with him. He's like – so cute, like is the cinematographer director and funny and also like a comedian. So we had a lot of things in common. I loved his apartment in Greenpoint. Cause if you're a cute guy with a nice apartment in Greenpoint and like marry me, sold, um, sold. And we went on a break before he went to, um, Paris and Spain just on a trip. He had never been uh, he had never been to Europe before. So I kind of, I helped him get a passport and helped him like plan this trip. And then before he left, he was like, actually, I think we need to go on a break. And I was very upset about that, of course. And I find out later, like I find out two years later that he saw his ex in Spain. Oh, I had a feeling that was coming. Of course, of course, of course he did. And I had like a gut feeling that that's what was happening. But again, I'm like 25 at this point. So I'm Mm -hmm. not feeling, I'm just not feeling comfortable to say like, are like, what are you doing there? Like, why, like, are you seeing someone else there? What is going on? Mm -hmm. Fine. Okay. He leaves, he comes back. I go to meet him at his apartment to pick up my stuff. Of course we fuck because I'm not over it. I'm still, and like, he only was able to see her for the week or whatever. So, and I didn't know about it at the time, even though I kind of, uh, we're all witches and I knew, but I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, you probably had a feeling, but like, at least for me, I can't speak for you. At 25, I did not trust my gut at all. No, I would not have trusted my gut, even though like, again, I fully had a gut feeling. Mm-hmm. So then we start like seeing each other again, the way that we were for another like month to two months. And Again, this relationship is like not healthy because he he doesn't like me as much as I like him. Mm-hmm. He's still fixated on someone else. So he decides that at some point it has to end. 
because I think I'm starting to get into the place of like, well, do we want to be my boyfriend or not? Like what's happening? And he, he doesn't. So Mm -hmm. we meet at Bryant Park because (laughs) we're always meeting at Bryant Park. Bryant Park was like one of our spots because I worked in Midtown and he worked like in the fort, like the forties, but like East. So mm-hmm. like Brian Park is right in between it's us. Like this perfect meeting point. A perfect cute little meeting point. So we would always go to that bar in Brian Park because there's mm-hmm. like cute little bar in Brian Park or like sit at one of those tables. Like that was something that we would do. Get lunch and hang out in Brian Park. So adorable. So uh, <laughs> sex in the city moment. And then we go to our spot and he's like, I don't think it's working. Like I think we shouldn't see each other anymore. And like, of course, I'm like, crying in Bryant Park and he's crying a little bit and it's like beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) They're like doing group yoga in the distance and I'm like, oh my God, it's gorgeous. It's so New York. And I'm so sad, of course. And then they hadn't renovated the bathrooms yet. And as we all know, as New Yorkers, the Bryant Park restroom now is like the best public restroom in all of New York City. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And they really keep it clean. And they also are so organized about how many people can come in at a certain time. They have like an, an attendant even. The Bryant Park oh, restroom, glamorous, really good. But they were <laughs> they were renovating it at the times. And we both had to pee. So we're both like kind of crying. We both have to pee. So we decide to walk to the Midtown Red Lobster. Oh, my God. Because so we're like, we'll just pee at the Red Lobster. So we go up to the hostess and we're like, hey, we need a table for two. Like fully acting like we're about to just have a date at Red Lobster. Oh my Get God. our buzzer, run up to the restrooms, both pee, leave the buzzer behind, run out of there. And then <laughs> I... I have tickets to see a play in Midtown. So he like walks me to the theater and he's like, well, I guess that was it. And like hugs me and like outside of like the Broadway marquee. Oh my God. The most New York dumping of all fucking time. Did you go see the show? I would have just been crying the whole time. Yeah, I went to the show. My friend was meeting me because he wasn't invited to see the show with me. Like that was just, we were like, let's get pre-show drinks, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, my friend had tickets and like, yeah, I was really, I was sad about it, but also we had already gone through this like traumatic break moment and he was such an inconsistent texter. Mm. Like I would, I would text him and then I wouldn't hear back from him for like a few days. And then we would like be consistently like having sex and like hanging out and going on dates. But then he would, I would not hear from him. He would just like fall off the grid which was him like freaking out and feeling like he couldn't commit to us hanging out or being together, but then still wanting to see me. And then like, he just wouldn't be available to me and I couldn't really depend on him. And I knew he was bad news. Like I knew it was toxic, but he was just, I had such a huge crush on him for such a long time. Cause I actually had a crush on him. Like the first day I met him, through comedy, like in the basement of the Annoyance Theater, if you'd ever been to the like Williamsburg. Oh, yeah. I saw, yeah, I saw half of his solo show on accident and I was like, who is this guy? I'm in love with him. Like, who is he? And then like we talked after the show and he was so flirty with me and I was like, oh my God, I've met him. And then I found out that he had like a long distance girlfriend and then like he dated her for like three years before we started seeing each other. So oh, I did like, 
I had been living with this crush inside of me for so long, for so long. And we would be like kind of flirty every time that we hung out in like that kind of setting, like at Legion Bar. Like I have so many memories of just being like so flirty at Legion Bar with him. Oh my God. Oh my God. I know. So yeah, he like the gesticulation period of this crush was like, it was a full grown, like that crush had to get out of me. Like, yeah, you would I, still be thinking about him now, like for cuffing season, if you had not. Absolutely. Dated. I would, if we had never like ended up like hooking up and seeing each other for a while, I would still be fixated on him for sure. Cause like we had crazy chemistry, mm-hmm. which I think is why like we kept like seeing each other other and why he like kept wanting to like kind of come back to me even though he wasn't like he wasn't actually fully capable of being there for me in a relationship but like our chemistry was so intense that you couldn't ignore it yeah you had to try you had to buy we had had to to try we had to try and we both could feel it I mean like because a lot of the time I will have a crush on someone who just ultimately does not like me back, does not have a crush on me. But like mutually we had a crush on each other while he was dating someone else. And I think like that's not healthy. And I think if she had been in the same place, it probably, probably wouldn't, have it wouldn't have happened. But it's because he was in this long distance relationship where he didn't actually get to see her. That mm-hmm. I think all of that like in-person like flirtation energy, like – like came to you. Yeah, yeah, it was coming to me. I was giving back to him. Yeah. So <sighs> yeah, fully, fully toxic. Do not <laughs> recommend <laughs> life or ruining. But I like, oh my God. Still some of my favorite sex I've ever had. Oh wow. So Think of that fondly. That's good. I'm glad that you are like can still look at the sex and be like, this was great. But the to be broken up in Bryant Park like that. <sighs> I fuck. know. That picture-perfect moment of us just both kind of, like, tearing up in Bryant Park. Oh, my God. Put it in a rom-com. I'm writing it down right now. It's going to the next holiday movie. Yeah, put in your next screenplay. (laughs) Um, But he – I confronted him recently. I confronted him, like, last year because he moved to L.A. and he's still with this girlfriend. Yeah, he's still with that girl. They make little movies together and stuff. Whatever. Whatever. Biggest biggest eye roll ever. Okay. Fine. Okay. Whatever. Because she's also an actress. We have similar looks. I don't know if we have similar vibes or personalities. Probably not. But she, we're both like teeny brunettes. Like, there's a type type there. Yeah. Um, But he came to New York briefly. And I didn't know he was going to be here. So I was at the like new annoyance at BCC, actually, mm-hmm. like seeing a mutual friends show. And then I'm talking to all of, you know, our our shared friends. And then like someone comes up behind me and like I turn and it's him. And I'm like <gasps> shocked. I'm like, and so I just say to everyone, I'm like, oh my God, I actually am running late. I have to go. Gotta I had nowhere to go. I had nowhere to go. But I just was like, I need to get out of here. I need it like abort mission. Go, 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 run. Because I had no idea he was going to be in town or at the same thing that I was at. So I run away. And then after I run away, I'm like, wait, actually, I have questions for him. There are things that I need to know. So I plan to go to a different mutual friends show 
at Friends and Lovers, which you've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, late the same week, and I'm like, I don't know if he's going to be there, but I have a feeling he's going to be there. Like, I just I know he'll probably come. So I go and. Oh, would you believe it? He's there standing in the corner, also watching. And I'm like, okay, my plan, I've done it. So I tell my friend Calvin, I'm like, Calvin, I'm going to finally figure out what happened. Yeah. (laughs) Calvin Cato. So I'm like, Calvin Cato, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not going to reveal who this guy is, but Calvin Cato, I'm like, Calvin Cato, I'm going to finally get some answers from you know who. And Calvin's like, okay, I'm going to get a shot. So let's do it. And like, we, Calvin gives me a tequila shot. I take a tequila shot with Calvin. Yes. So I then move on over. I move on over to confront this guy and we, <laughs> Bryant Park Boo. I go to confront him and like, he has also spotted me. He knows that this is coming, but like, we haven't really said hello to each other or anything. So I come over and I say hi and he's talking to someone else who I don't know. And like, we talk to him for a while. We're having a nice conversation. And then I tell this this other guy, I'm like, you should actually go. I have things I need to talk about with oh. my boy. And the guy's like, really? I should go? And then he's like, yeah, actually, you should probably go. <laughs> Just like a nice, slow <laughs> clap. Like, yeah, no, this is my time now. Now is our time. So the guy, like, kind of slowly walks away. He's like, okay, like, this is weird. And then I'm like, hey, how are you? What is going on? I have some things I want to talk to you about. And then I ask him, I mean, we talk about some other things and then I ask him, I'm like, Hey, did you like when you went away and we're in Paris, did you see her? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I did. And he was like, nothing. We didn't like nothing happened. We like slept in separate beds and stuff. And I was oh, like, that's bullshit. You do not not fuck your ex in Paris. When you're in Paris. Yeah, you do not not fuck your ex in Paris. Absolutely. You fuck your ex if you're in Paris together. Yes. So I'm like, OK, um, cool. Like you didn't tell me. And like, do you understand why that would kind of that would hurt my feelings? He was like, yeah, I'm sorry. That wasn't like that wasn't a great thing for me to do. Like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, well, do you think you've changed at all? And he was like, honestly, no. Oh, I was <laughs> here for a truthful answer. Oh my God. I'm like, okay. And like, honestly, we had a really nice conversation where I was just like, yeah, you kind of like, you kind of hurt me. He acknowledged, you hurt me. He acknowledges that he hurt me. He like apologized for it. And we're just like now just talking. And then he invited me to come with him to the next bar. And I was like, no, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> but like, yeah, we're like, <laughs> we like fully were friends, like had a really nice hug where I was like, fuck, oh, it feels so good to touch you, which I'm like, no, bad, You're bad, like, no, 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 stop that. And then he was wearing, he was wearing a chain, which he had not done before. And I was like, this is kind of hot. So he changed a little bit. He changed his look a little bit. And I was like, oh, I'm kind of attracted to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you that you didn't go to the bar. No, I didn't go to the bar. I was like, I shouldn't go to the bar. And we haven't, I haven't really been texting him. He actually, we had like a meeting um, because he wanted some advice for um, producing a show that he was doing. So I met with him and we got a coffee and I gave him advice and like, 
it was like nice to talk to him and I'm always happy to help him because I was doing that when we were seeing each other. I was like, oh, I want to help you do your things, which is classic me in a relationship. Like my love language is like, oh, same, 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 I'm same. Going to, I'm going to help do your work for you. I want to make it easier for you. I'm going to. So I fully do that. So did that for him. We had a nice like business meeting where again, I was like, oh, he's so fucking cute. But we know, we know now we're 29. We're not going back to that. We're not going back to that. He lives with his long distance girlfriend now. She's in in person in the same apartment girlfriend now. So it's over. But it was my most like New York New York, New York. You got to have that one like breakup tumultuous story. breakup story. Yeah. Yep. Uh, same. I was broken up in Union Square. We kept yes. getting back together. Uh, it was bad. Um, it happened. We all do that. Um, <laughs> this episode has been great. I love oh this episode God, a lot. It's so much fun to talk to you. Yes. Yay. I love it. I mean, I love to talk about dating in New York City and also LA. Turns out by coastal. By Coastal Girl. <laughs> and whenever the fuck we can do – f- I'm pretty sure I'm doing awkward sex outside. If we right. can't go inside come spring, summer. So you're on the list to I be – I would love to. I would love to share my stories. Yes. <laughs> we, um, all, we all grow. We all grow. We all learn. We all when do you turn 30? When's your 30th birthday? It's on December 6th. 2021 and honestly I'm hopeful that it'll be in Vegas because you know that now that the pandemic's happened I'm like I need to have my 30th birthday in Las Vegas never was something I wanted to do before but now Mm -hmm. I'm like oh my god I want to be touching all the chips people are touching I want to be like in the club with all of these like Vegas strangers I want it to be like so messy all my yes. all my friends sounds so much fun. I would so that's that's my dream. My vision for me at thirty is that I'm in Las Vegas at like a hotel roof, grinding, grinding <laughs> with someone. Oh no, it's totally gonna happen. It's totally gonna happen. I can see it. I have a gut feeling. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks you for, for doing this. Me. And I'd love to have you back on the pod too, not just oh the my live yeah. show. I'm yeah. always around, and you can definitely do mine too. Amazing. I'm a little break, and then season two is. Starting in January. Love it. Yes. As someone who's done like a podcast for a hot second now, take your breaks. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great weekend. You too. See you later. Bye. Bye. Partying is such bitter sorrow. And as I said that, I burped into the mic. I did eat a couple of chips before this. I apologize. I apologize. Who knew that would happen? Again, go follow Receipts. Go like, subscribe, download. You're going to love it. She always has amazing guests. If you are in the New York City area, if you're in the New York area, anywhere on the East Coast that got this nor'easter, I hope you are taking the time to go outside and sled, walk, slip on ice. Uh, If you're in Prospect Park, it's like icy everywhere. I hope that whatever new traditions you have coming, or if you're keeping old traditions, that we are all safe, that we are all, it's, it's shocking, like I can't think of words because it's just shocking that like this is here that it's the last episode of 2020 
the longest, shortest year, it truly feels like March was yesterday and like shit was in the fan and then just like over and over and over again. And obviously we still have, you know, more to go through. They keep saying January is going to be real rough and I uh, fully believe them. Looking forward to that vaccine life. Uh, get the vaccine when you can. Once a while. I don't, I haven't looked at any rollout plan. I just know like I'm not getting it until like I'm getting it. So take care of yourselves, whatever self-care is for you uh, in these next couple weeks without Aqua Sex in the City and Happy New Year. I will see you in 2021 for whatever fucking shit show is next, right? No more New Year's resolutions. No more this year will be better. I'm I'm more into this like realistic situation. Um, Yeah, I'll see you guys. I'll see you later.